what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Buckets brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, and this is your NBA 2023-24 title and conference title best bets episode. Pretty straightforward today. We've gotten you through this week with all sorts of best bets. We put in so much work and time. My thanks to everybody who contributed this week. It's been an awesome experience hearing what everybody's got. We've done season awards and season props and long shots and Longer shots, and then whatever the hell it is Joe Delara said on that episode, we've got seasonal awards for you. Make sure to check all those out this week on the feed. We're going to do title and conference bets today. We'll keep it pretty simple and straightforward up front. Uh, these are just bets for who's going to win the title. And we talk a lot on the show, and by we, I mean me and my host, my co-host today for this opening segment, Brandon Anderson, uh, about how like. Finding value on these bets is difficult, and I'll talk a little bit about, more about that with the other guests that we have today, that you can find better value later. But look, it's the NBA season, and the number one question everybody asks for the season is who's going to win the title. Can't really do betting shows without talking about who's going to win the title. Um, so I thought we'd start off with somebody who's always inventive and creative in the way that he approaches these things, and that's NBA futures analyst Brandon Anderson. Brandon, how are you? How you doing? And are you ready to give me some title and conference best bets? I'm good. I'm glad that you framed it that way for me because I was struggling on whether I was going to come out and say effectively that myself. Like my number one bullet in this episode is I'm not really looking to bet title futures right now unless you want a long shot and I don't. But like, look, that's the thing. I don't know, like you and I are in this like sports media gambling world. But when I talk to just like a friend at church or or my neighbor or something, they're like, oh, okay, who you got? Who's your champ this year, right? Like, that's the question that you have. This is the answer that you have to have. So yeah, I've got a couple answers that I feel like are pretty good values for for this year. If you are betting right now, I still feel good about these bets. So I personally will probably look to bet titles later in the year. And like, quite frankly, the more that I've done, the more, the longer I've been at Action Network, the more that I just wait up until pretty much right before the postseason, not just NBA, NFL, other sports too, to just kind of, we talk about like the information deficit and how much more you get to learn and the chance to buy low at at different spots during the year. So I think that's all part of it, but I think there are different, you know, as always, there there are different spots to buy and now's a good time to buy. So we've got a couple of picks here. Yeah, and I'll say this, you know, one of the reasons that I, I kind of made a mandate of taking nine to one or longer on most of my preseason bets is because I realized it doesn't it defeats the purpose of me betting in the season if I'm taking what I know to be worse numbers. Right. So yeah. like I'm not gonna bet nuggets right. If you ask me right now, who's gonna win the title? Like, hey, who do you think is gonna win the title? My answer would be like a Brandon answered type answer of five minutes of, well, you gotta factor in how long it takes <laughs> to get there and they gotta be healthy and what's their schedule look like? What's their seating? Do they have this matchup? Do they have that matchup? Do they have home court? Like there's all these factors that the information deficit you talked about helps us to answer. But if you're just like, 
if the playoffs, I always think of it as like, if the playoffs started tomorrow, which would be weird, but if they did, who would you like best? And my answer would still be the Denver Nuggets. I still think Denver has the best starting five in basketball. Am I betting them right now? Absolutely not. They are the third favorite in the league to win the title. I know there will be better numbers for me on Denver. I think there will be better numbers for me on Milwaukee and Boston. Like one of them, I know I will get better numbers on. Yeah. Because one of them will suffer an injury. We did this with the Warriors in the season where you became a doubter, you you doubting Thomas. And when Steph Curry got hurt, the books were, <laughs> it was one of the funniest, that honestly was such an illustrative season for me two years ago in 2022. Steph suffers an ankle injury. And if you, if you like, if you read coverage from the athletics, Anthony Slater or Marcus Thompson, who have covered that team for a decade, those guys will let you know, like you can read their tweets and their coverage. And, and if they're saying things like there's concern amongst the organization about how long Curry will be out, that would be a yikes. But instead it was like, Curry will be back before the playoffs period and die. Yeah. Like that was always the thing. And, but the market was like, well, Curry's got an ankle injury and they've lost a couple of games. So the market adjusted. And I was just like, ding, 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 ding. Like I literally, <laughs> I think there was a five day period where I bet the Warriors win the title like every day. Like I just put like yeah. a little bit on them every single day. The point here is not the victory lap that the point here is to say, you will have these opportunities, but now I'm looking for, okay, what position can I get onto now? that if it were to hit would look really great if I get to a conference finals and set me up for a big profit at that point. So I can bet aggressively on whatever opinion I have. Like there are all sorts of, I can either hedge it or I can double down. And those are the opportunities that I think we've kind of found as we've, we've done the show together. Um, so that said, let's fire away. Give me a conference best bet. Good. I was hoping we'd start there because this one lines up a lot with what you just said. So my conference best bet is a team that we've talked a lot about, Matt. Give me the Memphis Grizzlies 14-1 to to win the West. Now, I'm not even going to really make the case for the Grizzlies too much. You've surely heard that from me on every episode <laughs> somewhere by now. My yeah. number one defense, they're my number one seed. The fact that they are my one seed, and again, by a margin, I have them five games up and everyone else. So at the very least, I have to assume if I'm at all right about Memphis, they're a top two seed. So... If that's the case, I honestly, I, I, this is a regular season bet. All my all my stuff I've been betting on Memphis has been a regular season. I don't love them for postseason, if I'm being totally honest. I don't necessarily love the setup. We talked a lot about like the half-court offense. Does it jive? I, I don't really know that I have positive answers for that yet. But if I'm right that they are a one seed or a top two seed, when would you ever get a one seed at 14 to one to win the, the conference at like the start of the playoffs? There's no way. There's no way in the world whoever the one seed is, even my Utah Jazz from two or three years ago, who are still only 10 wins away from cashing the bet that I made on them, like still as much as you didn't believe in whatever team it is, if you're the one seed, you're not getting 14 to one. By that logic, I have to like the value of getting a team that I think is the one seed who you, hopefully you should be able to beat a play-in team. It's no given in the West because Play-in might be LeBron or Kawhi or Steph or whoever happened to kind of fall into that range. I'd like it much better against the East, but, you know, East play-in team made the finals last year. Hopefully beat the play-in team. If you're the one seed, now you play the four versus five. You know, for me, that's shaped up to be something like, you know, Minnesota or Dallas, maybe the Pelicans, someone like that. Again, it's the one seat. They have home court. They're the supposedly better team. I should like my chances there. And now, 
hedge my world away. Now I'm in the conference finals, and I would guess on this bet, there's a very low chance I'm just going to let it ride in the conference finals because there's a pretty good chance I'm going to want the other side and not necessarily Memphis. But if I have a 14 to 1 and probably home court in the series, if I'm right, that they're the one or the two seed, I got options. Either maybe they go up one nothing at home in game one, because that's what you do usually at a home series. Maybe they don't. Like Again, like you said, you have options. And we've talked about this of you don't necessarily have to go all in. Here's my bet. It's do I hit it or am I out? Yeah. This is not a bet I want an all in on. This is a bet I want to set myself up on. So title odds, best I see is 30 to one. That's effectively saying if they made the finals, they're 50-50. No, no, thank you. I do not want the Grizzlies 50-50 in the finals. I do not. I don't want them 50-50 in the Western Conference finals. I'll take the 14 to one and hope to give myself some options with the team that I'm high on now when we get there later. For me, I think a lot of this is the Matt. I have, I'm, I'm actually, I think I'm a little bit more bullish on them than you are. My projection isn't as strong on them, but my basketball side is a little bit more bullish on them. Um, Like your system ranked them out higher in terms of wins than I did. But I really think that their ability to put Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard, Jaron Adams, the combination of those guys that they have a lot of like their top seven, they have some flexibility with what they can put on the floor to match opponents. Uh, for example, in this, like the Lakers have shorter odds than Memphis and everyone's going to go. Yeah. Cause the Lakers beat them in the playoffs. Yeah. The Lakers beat them in the playoffs when they were without their starting center and the team was falling apart. Um, if they fall apart and look, the big question here is John. And it's just like, what's this going to look like? Is he going to get his stuff together? And these are things that we don't know. So we are betting based off of like what we do know. And we do know that this team is really good with and without John Morant, that they have a lot of guys that make this a top five, top three, in your case, top one defense. And if that's (laughs) the case, then John Morant doesn't impact that. Like John is like, good and helps with all the other stuff but the baseline floor of their defensive prowess is not determined by jaw's availability if you say like well so do you think that the odds should be the same if jaw is not with them obviously not we would not say that jaw morant's too is too good of a player what i will say is that i think that the the things that this team has been bad at well they will be better at this season and those things give me um confidence in their ability to to match up versus the other teams like a lot of this for me is if you're putting a title bet in now a conference bet okay Mm -hmm. one of the reasons i stay away from conference bets and almost always just bet the title is you have to factor in three matchups anyway so you might as well just go for the fourth because it's unknowable like is the is the odds of uh you know is the odds of a one in three bad matchup for you that much more significant than a one in four bad matchup for you like you might have two of those in your way. Like it's entirely, you know, these things are all, all, the math on that is complicated. And so I'd rather simplify it once we know the bracket. That yeah. said, I, I do think that Memphis is better equipped now to handle different types of teams than they have in the past. Mm. So I like this bet. I think it's a good bet. I'm not going to tell you just because I don't want too much exposure on Memphis. I want to wait and see. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I I'm time. far past the too much exposure on Memphis oh, stage yeah. at this point. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to give you two options here to not tell me on Grizzlies 14 to 1, but uh, the, maybe the mad version. So I see it one book at least that has conference finals matchup. And I know how you love your matchups. So I don't really truly know who I love in the West. I know exactly who I like to get to the conference finals in the East. We're about to get there. If I'm right that the Grizzlies make the conference finals, I see a Grizzlies Nuggets 22 to 1. I think we both would agree Denver is certainly in the mix to make the Western Conference Finals, probably the favorite. And then I see a Grizzlies Warriors 45 to 1. I know I'm not going to sell you on that one. I like them better. To me, those are probably, if I had to right now pick who I like best in the West, just straight up, who do I trust in the playoffs straight up? I think Denver and Golden State are the teams. So Grizzlies Nuggets 22 and Grizzlies Warriors 45 to 1. What do you think about either of those matchup plays? I'm about to veer on you. I learned my lesson last year. I don't want the conference finalist bets. And the reason, there's there's a couple of reasons. It's actually not the Heat who um, I did fine in the playoffs. I would have had a bang-up banner year had Miami not done what it did. Because I projected out, I covered my bases on Bucks, Celtics, uh, and Sixers. That was, that was the power in that conference. And honestly, I went further in on Bucks and Sixers. And so it wasn't actually Miami screwing me. I'm willing to deal with that. Like Miami hit shots. Jimmy's a beast. Congrats. Caleb Martin's a God. Congrats to them. The problem actually is what happened at the end of the year with Milwaukee, where that team, if you go back and you look at the numbers, you're like, Oh, that team wasn't very good at all, but they just won a shit ton of games and got that one seed. And so Boston slides to two. And then all of a sudden when I've got Boston Sixers as a big position for conference finals, it's dead. They can't make it to conference finals. So I have learned my lesson on this. And instead, if like, cause here's the problem. It's like Memphis and Denver. What if Memphis and Denver, we get to the end of the year and you and I are like, um, they are the best teams in the in the conference like this the the western conference will be decided by memphis and denver look at this great memphis denver bet we had from before oh sorry the wolves went on a seven game winning streak and now they're the one seed and now it's impossible for memphis and denver to meet in the conference finals that parameter because the nba does not reseed is why i will not bet that i appreciate you you're, I, I'm very happy that I have convinced you that these bets are worth looking at because for a year and a half, I had to be like, I like this bet. You'd be like, these bets are stupid. What are you doing? So I'm glad that I've been able to like convert you a little bit, but these specific conference finals bets, I think I'm going to stay away from. Yeah, that's fair. And I think, I think that that's a key thing that the finals matchups versus conference finals matchup finals matchups don't have that. Like you just got to get out of your mm-hmm. conference and be a parlay in the end. You're right. I specifically tried to talk you out of the conference finals matchups because you you might be right about everything and then the bracket is wrong and your bet is just instantly dead. So, yeah, we'll we'll stick with just Grizzlies 14 to 1 to win the West. Uh, I have a conference finals bet I want to give. All right. I want to talk it out with you, actually, is what I want want your your input on this. Um, All right. Who are the the two best teams in the East? Boston, Milwaukee. Okay. Okay. If it's if one of them had to, if it doesn't happen for one of them, injuries, bad luck, just one of those years. Who's the third best team in the East? Hmm. At this precise moment in time, 
I will say Philadelphia because James Harden is still alive and on the Sixers. But I think what you're getting at is Cleveland. So I'll yeah. give you Cleveland. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to bet this because this is what I ran into last year. I loved Cleveland last year. We love them this year. We bet they're over. I think that like I I still look at this team and I'm just like this team could have a monster season. The 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 JB Baker staff thing has me frozen. Yeah, I was I was gonna come at you for it, so I'm glad you got there before me. <laughs> so like this is so like here's the question, okay? Um, let's reverse. We're gonna we're gonna play with time a little bit, okay? Let's reverse Tom Thibodeau's career, okay? And let's take huh? seven years essentially of playoff failures where he is literally the least profitable coach against the spread as an underdog in the NBA playoffs. Okay, let's take all of that. And then let's give them the 2012 Bulls team under those circumstances. Okay. Makes a conference finals with that team. Mm-hmm. So I, the, the interesting thing here is because it's like, you're really equating Tom Thibodeau who's won all of these games and been in this league for this long. And is this re- like lauded versus JB Vickerstaff? And I'm like, I kind of am because like Tibbs is a terrible playoff coach. That's if you pay attention, that's fairly well established. And if uh, those of you that joined us for the playoffs last year may be wondering, Matt, didn't you bet against Eric Spolstra with Tom Thibodeau? <laughs> I did. I did. And then Brandon said it, and I went, oh, God, what have I done? Um, <laughs> and from then on, I was betting, betting Miami and managed to come out net neutral on that series. I, I guess this is the question, right? It's just like, look, was Bickerstaff specifically limited in that matchup with that roster that didn't have shooting? And now that he's got Niang and Max Struess, who are not great players, but they're just like, okay, we're going to play these guys. He no longer has the Chetty Osman blanket to go back to, which he loved for some reason. Chetty's in Houston. If we just look at roster makeup, roster strength, talent, isn't Cleveland 9-1 to as a something goes wrong with one of the other two and I can bet them in the con- against them in the conference finals? Isn't that a good bet? Logically, yes. I can't do it. Because this is, like, this is like in the NFL with trying to bet the Patriots this year, where every sharp is like, gotta bet the Patriots. <laughs> Look at this number. And then you're just like, I, I yeah, mean, but Mac Jones sucks. Yeah. So, and two, you also have at least the possibility that Milwaukee and Boston just end up on the same half of the bracket. And that may, and presumably Cleveland's on the other half. And now they just have to beat not Milwaukee and Boston, right? Right. Like that could be the way that you win the bet. That'd be really nice for your bet. Here's the problem. I'm not going to respond with Brandon logic. I'm going to respond with ill logic on this one. There are books where you can like request, give me odds for, for this bet. Here's the odds that I would like to request. We're never going to get it. I'm aware. But here's here's the scenario that this is what I think is going to happen to Cleveland this year. I'm sorry, Cavs fans. You're not going to like this. If you could give me odds on Cavs to overachieve with another great regular season, finish as a top three seed or higher, get upset in the first round, and then immediately fire Jamie Bickerstaff, that's the bet that I want to make. <laughs> that's the bet. Because that's that's what I think is coming is I, I, I think Bick, like everyone loves Bick, right? Like everyone agrees. Everyone likes him. Yeah. I think he's going to help them have a good season. But I don't like, like I've called them the version of Memphis in the East, but Memphis to me has outs in the playoffs more than I admitted to you. But like, I agree with you. They've got some ways to get to solutions. 
Cleveland's out is is just Donovan Mitchell right now. I just I, I don't know what the other outs are. And then Donovan yeah. Mitchell is the out where as soon as they fall behind in a series, then it's going to be like, oh, no, goodbye to Cleveland forever. Like, I just, you know, I love to pretell the narrative. I just can see the movie playing out. I just see what that okay. whole Cleveland season looks like. If okay. they get past one round, then maybe. Let's go the other route. Because this is the problem is I'm like, all right, I don't want Sixers because I think Harden's gone. I think it's going to be Terrence Mann, um, two first and two, and two swaps. Okay. Um, okay, so it's not Boston, it's not Milwaukee, it's not Cleveland. Are you making me say who is it then? Shouldn't we just bet Miami? Like, yeah, I was like, oh like, no, are, are we really both about to admit that Miami is probably the team here? It's thirteen to one at bet MGM. Like, we uh, let me put it this way: if I bet Miami now, if I put a, a a medium to significant somewhere between those two bet on Miami right now. I don't have to occupy the rest of my time trying to figure out which version they're going to be. Like I've invested on them at a buy low spot coming off of the, the not getting Dame. Like there's all these, why not? Okay. Between your two bats, let me just ask you this just straight up. We're in a playoff series. Let's be honest. Miami's probably the road team because that's probably where we're headed. They're probably the lower seed. You have to make a decision right now. The playoffs start right now. Miami's the lower seed against Philadelphia. Miami's the lower seed against Cleveland. Miami's the lower seed against Boston or Milwaukee versus Cleveland in either of those spots. Are you taking Cleveland in any of those spots? And aren't you considering Miami in all of them? Yes, I'm taking Miami. Oh, God. I got to bet the Heat. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm very sorry. I was getting there in my own head, too. I can't okay. believe we're doing this. The guys in our Slack are going to absolutely murder us for this. Yeah. But All right. I'm bet- No, I'm doing it. Best bet conference title, Miami Heat 13-1 at BetMGM. Give me uh, your title bet for the season. So my title bet, I- I'm going to get to it in a second here, but it's extremely down the same path that we just got to here, which is... I don't want someone from the West. I have no idea who's coming out from the West. And I don't necessarily know how they match up to it. I see two teams above everyone else. I see the Bucks and the Celtics, both in the East and in the title picture. I like Boston definitely better than Milwaukee in the regular season. I don't know who I like better in the postseason yet. I sort of gut instinct think Milwaukee, but I just need to see it. I need to see the matchups when they play. I need to see what Milwaukee looks like. And you see Dame and Giannis together. And so... I came back to a bet that I bet multiple times last year in the playoffs to my chagrin, which was East Conference to win the finals. Because I was like, well, I'll just get Boston and Milwaukee in the finals. That'll go great. (laughs) Guess what happened instead? I got the eight seed play-in that I hated and hate bet the entire season (laughs) and then had to live with that against Denver. And that bet did not go in my favor. So... Right now, I see at BetMGM, you could do that. You could bet the East Conference to win the finals. It is minus 105. And then I thought about it, and I thought, you know what? If it's not Milwaukee or Boston, I don't want Cleveland. I don't want my money on Philly. I don't want to have to bet on Miami. No, thank you. Not again. So if it's not Milwaukee or Boston, don't I just kind of think my bet is screwed anyways? Why not just take Milwaukee and Boston? So here's the bet. Boston, plus 450 to win the title. Milwaukee, plus 400 to win the title. I'm taking the two favorites, both of them. I'm betting a unit on both, and you smush them together. You get implied odds of plus 162. So effectively, I'm doing my Eastern Conference bet. 
I'm just giving up the other 13 teams because I don't want them anyways. Get out of here. Hornets and the Wizards and Magic and Hawks, they're all gone. I only have to believe that the Celtics and Bucks win at least 75% of the time for this to be in my favor. I think I believe that. And quite frankly, I don't want the other 25% of the ticket anyways. I think it's just going to burn hard in the finals. So I like Milwaukee. I like Boston. I don't know who I like better. I think I assume that one of them would be the home team in the finals. I think I will probably like either Milwaukee or Boston in the finals. So just give me both of them. It feels like a coward's pick. I can't believe I'm picking the two favorites going into the year, but I kind of think it's a good number. And quite frankly, I think it is a play that has value now that might not later, because I agree one of those odds get longer later, but at the expense of the other getting shorter. So I feel pretty good about just grabbing them both right now. Celtics plus 450, Bucks plus 400. I mean, this is the thing with the favorites, right? Is like, we can't, I can't argue with you that... (laughs) Boston sucks. Milwaukee is terrible. What are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can argue about value, but it's like, if you're going to, if we're doing bets right now, again, if you're just like, I want to have something before the season starts on a team, if that's where you're at, I still think that you should probably go with Nuggets plus 550 because I actually like their matchups with both of these teams. I actually like their matchups with Boston a lot better now. Like Boston without Hmm. Marcus Smart and without Robert Williams and with Chris Porzingis and with Drew Holiday, honestly is a worse matchup versus Denver than they were with those guys. Like they could give Denver real problems and have beaten them pretty routinely in in Boston. Like the story of the Nuggets and and Celtics over the last couple of years is the Nuggets win in Denver, the Celtics win in Boston. I don't like that matchup nearly as much for, for, for Boston now after that change. Like I, if, and Hmm. that's, I would tell you that the Nuggets people around kind of echo that, that they look at Boston's overhauled roster and are like, that's actually easier for Denver. Hmm. Um, Milwaukee similarly similarly have had real issues like Jokic carves them he just I think it's mostly a combination of they're built to beat the Bucks are built to beat 29 teams in the NBA they they contest well and drop coverage they have great rim protection um they have Giannis's dynamicism all of these types of things their defense has been so sound in terms of positional um positional uh discipline Denver breaks all of that because it forces you into impossible positions because of Jokic's singular talent. Like it's really tough when you're like, well, no matter what happens, you're not going to be able to score inside because we have Brooke Lopez and Nikola Jokic is like, all right, bet. Like <laughs> it's a problem when he just breaks your, your, and, and usually when the Bucks face a very tough opponent, right. And it's like, Oh, Brooke can't handle him. Don't worry. We got Giannis. If he's more mobile and you need somebody who's, who's just super athletic, we got Giannis. You can't do that versus Jokic either. Like there's just, Jokic is is the breaker point here. Um, Again, if you're betting the title right now, I'm not making this a best bet. It's Denver plus 550 bet MGM to win the title. Hmm. Nikola Jokic is the best player in the world. They have the best starting five. They have the most continuity. Their coaching has proved itself. Like there is no reason not to go with Denver. There's no, like you could say like, what about the depth? They'll just play their starters 45 minutes a game. That's what they'll do. Like they are, they have literally game planned their season to be able to play their starters 45 minutes a night from late May through the end of June. So um, that would be my best bet on, on the title if I have one. The one that I do have, I will go ahead and mention this just because I, I feel the transparency is important. I talked about this on You Better You Bet yesterday with Nick Costas and Ken Barkley. I have a, I have, I have a bet on the New York Knicks to win the NBA title at 50 to 1. Um, this bet is built on, you have probably seen reports that they are monitoring the Carl Anthony Towns situation. 
if James Harden is traded and the return is not satisfactory and the Sixers are going nowhere, even if they're winning games, but there's just the vibe is not good. And Joel Embiid says, all right, that's it. I'm out. I'm not like, I want out of here. New York is first in line. Miami will be second in line with um, their stellar offer that, that worked out great for them last time. New York, on the other hand, has actual stuff. They have a lot of stuff. And New York has been very selective about which tr- superstars they've just decided to go after. Um, and I'll just say, like, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're like, Matt, you don't ever want to bet on Embiid to win the title. That's true. Uh, but if the New York Knicks got Joel Embiid for R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, uh, Mitchell Robinson to a third team with assets going back, and they kept quickly Brunson um, and whoever else is good on that team, uh, Dante DiVincenzo and wow. Josh Hart, right? If they if they got if they kept all the rest of those guys, what do you think this number goes to? It's probably the Sixers number, right? High high praise, high praise for the players on the team you are trying to tell people to bet on to win the title. I I cannot speak more highly of whatever other players might possibly be good on this team. I think will win the title. Grimes, Grimes is good. Grimes is really good. I like Grimes. But look, uh, the Knicks are fifty to one to win the title right now. The 76ers are 20 to win the title right now. If the Knicks got Embiid, they probably go below 20 to 1, right? Yes, but I think part of the reason is because it's New York and it's the hype and the market would be pricing that in. Do you think that they would fair value be priced shorter than 20 to 1? Put differently, I fear you may be making the Brandon bet where you will be the king of CLV. Yeah, kid doing and with it. then you'll still have Embiid and the Knicks, both of them together. You're parlaying Embiid and the Knicks to win four series. <laughs> I, all, all I would try to convince you of, it's too late because I know you bet it already. It's already in the app. The reason I bet the Grizzlies to win the West, not the title, is because I've learned to bet a team one round further than I actually think they can go because mm-hmm. you can you can use options then. I would think I would... I, I don't love this next bet. I'll just say it. I think I would less not love it if you were betting them to win the East because yeah. at least can I see the, the future where they make the conference finals and I got some options and I don't need and be to stay healthy for two right. months and all of that. At least that. But I don't know. If you think Denver's going to be in the finals and we've seen Embiid against Jokic and that's that has gone usually pretty well because Embiid tries in that matchup. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe you don't hate that, but... You're in a really good mood today if you're not making fun of me openly about how much you hate this bet. So, that's... Listen, we, we, we recorded best bets. You and I have recorded like 5,000 hours of podcasts. These are True. the final minutes we have together of our preseason recordings. And you have chosen... To end our summer by betting <laughs> on the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knickerbockers. And I don't even need to make fun of you. I feel like it just speaks for itself. And Fair. I'm delighted that we've gotten here. Fair. With Brandon Anderson, you can follow him on the Action Network app. You can catch him on the Action Network podcast weekly covering NFL. Brandon will be back with us about once a month, maybe once every two weeks. We'll see how his schedule allows uh, on our futures episodes throughout the season. My thanks to Brandon for all of his contributions. I do want to get, like take a second uh, before we move on to the rest of our contributors and just say that um, 
like I care a lot about the NBA and I do a lot of work. Brandon's prep work on these podcasts is exceptional and it's second to none. There's nobody in there's nobody in the space that preps more than Brandon. Nobody has more depth of knowledge in terms of everything. He might be wrong in his priors and assumptions, but Brandon does the work and I'm really appreciative of all the time that he's given me to make buckets a really good podcast. So my thanks to Brandon. And now let's find out with Joe Delera and Jim Turvey have to say about their conference and title bets. All right, we're chugging along. We're almost at the finish line with our best bets episodes this week. Thanks so much for uh, tuning into all these episodes. Join me now, Joe Delera and Jim Turvey. I call them the Jays. You can find them in the Action Network app at Joe Delera and at Turvey Bets. You can also catch Jim on Wuckets all throughout the WNBA progress. And uh, I want to give Joe a shout out for the Cash That podcast as well, which is a great podcast that you need to listen to. Uh, and subscribe to because I listen to it and it's great. Except when Brandon's on, I skip those because I don't <laughs> need to spend any more of my time listening to Brandon Anderson's voice. So we've got conference with title futures and look, I, I actually want to have this conversation with you, Jim. So um, I've kind of come to the conclusion and it's it's a bummer because I think that these bets are really fun and these are like, this is the time of year when we talk about it, right? Like who's going to win the title. And the problem is, is like in our industry and what, in the realm that we talk about, if we're going to do this the way that we like to do it at action and talk about, Hey, where do you find the best value? What's the smartest way for you to spend your money? If you're going to invest in these things, one of the things that I've come to the conclusion on, and this is based off of a lot of research is you still get great fucking prices right before the playoffs. You can you can skip six months of injuries and worrying whether or not a guy's going to find his shot and worried whether or not a coach can find his asshole and worried about all these different things. And you can just skip it and wait till the playoffs. And guess what? You're still going to get really good prices. Like the Nuggets were like 10 to 1 with the Western Conference number one seed last year before the playoffs. It was nuts. Like there, we had all this value on these teams and especially with the way that you can parlay conference winners, which everybody knows I like to do with the finals matchups, et cetera. There's a lot of opportunities for you to bet this. We can bet them in season during dips. I'm actually kind of of the opinion, like I have a few title bets that we'll talk about on the show. I'm kind of of the opinion that now is not the time to bet conference or title futures, especially not conference. And I'll talk about why later, but right now I don't think this is the time to bet into these markets actually. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you. I think you you've talked about um the season you don't want to is is this the market you're not going over or under plus 900 or is that MVP? I can't remember. Everything. Everything. <laughs> well, I think your arbitrary strange choice of number is perfect for this season. You know, I maybe don't agree with every part of it, but I do think this is the perfect season because in my mind there are those four big favorites. It's Celtics, Bucks, Nuggets and Suns. Those are four teams to me that I am fairly confident at this moment in time what the winner will come out of those four. Those are also four teams with really bad depth who I'm looking to fade potentially all of them in terms of their win total, which is only going to make their number better come postseason. So I, if, if a team is able to emerge during the season, say Joe's Wolves or someone else who we think maybe can can come into this conversation, I'm fine adding them at that point. But the, these four to me are the four like clear top tier in the league. But none of these numbers right now are tempting to me, especially when I see season regular season struggles with teams that don't have depth potentially ahead of them. And you can just kind of pick off when the number goes down. So if I'm just hawking those four and seeing when their number hits, you know, double digits, if we want to use that number, really just kind of getting a feel for the season, you know, say, say, um, 
I don't I don't want to jinx or speak anything into existence, but say Tatum, you know, sprains his knees out a month. The day before he's coming back or the first game where he's back and maybe looks a little shaky, that's when I'm going to bet the Celtics, right? You can kind of do that throughout the season to your point. So I, I'm with you. I really, I don't think I have any right now. I may have added one or two over the summer, but as the market is right now, I really, I don't love betting any of these. Yeah, so and I'll, I'll talk more about this later. Um, I have one. I'm very interested to see which one it is. Uh, I want I'll get Joe's reaction to it actually here in a second, but I want to get Joe's back. I like, I'm not saying that there's no value on these, especially I'll say this. If you're better listening to this and you're just like, look, I like the betting content and I, I'm going to bet one, but I'm not going to bet like all throughout the year. Like I'm, I'm not really going to bet a title future until, unless something really stands out to me. And like, I really <laughs> like this team and I think that they're the best team and they're going to win the title because of Dame. Like, that's fine. I don't think that, like, betting on the Bucks now is, like, a bad bet. Like, I don't think that it's a it's a, it's a a bad bet. I think that you can get better numbers and value later, which is what we talk about pretty consistently. And for me, it's it really is, like, there are, the like, the parity in this league is really crazy. And the season is so long. A, a lot of it for me, and this is one of the differences between Brandon and I, and, look, Brandon's ROI stance speaks for itself. But I am willing to definitely pay a price for more information. Like I want, I'm willing to pay for that reduction in value for me to know, like they have all of their players and they haven't killed each other in the locker room. And there's like, they are, things are copacetic and they're in a good place. And like, I can feel good about where that team is at. Now you have to be smart enough to recognize it because like we let, I let the nuggets pass me too much by last year. I'll fully admit that, Bet them in the preseason made a great, made a great profit on that. But I should have been betting them more throughout the season. So that's kind of the other side of this is you can get too much information. You can watch the Nuggets lead to the Spurs in March and be like, oh, no, when you should be like, they don't care. So there's a there's kind of a double sided coin here. Uh, Joe, you are not a coward like Jim, and you actually have bets on this <laughs> on this. So what is your best bet for this market? So I think that the way to tackle this market is one of the things that you said is like, you want to take teams where you think that you have like an information edge or like you feel like you have a better feel for this team or like what they're going to do and that the numbers should shorten, but it's going to have to shorten like significantly. It's not like one of those where if you're looking at Boston or Milwaukee and it's like, okay, like, yeah, like they are the one and two seed going into the playoffs, the odds shortened by like, 50 like just like nothing like it's nothing it's not like in my opinion i agree with you i think it's not worth it sometimes like in especially with the favorites to bet them preseason when the line probably doesn't move too much going into the playoffs one team that i think is underrated again this year is my new york knicks and the knicks are 20 to 1 to win the eastern conference and i think that the re- the reason that i like this is that i like that new york has a ton of depth uh, they have a lot of depth. They have a lot of continuity. And I think that, that the good part about this is it sets them up to have a stronger regular season. And while we know that these Tibbs coach teams, a lot of times they fail or struggle in the postseason, New York did win a first, they did win their first round series against uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers last year. Um, they, you know, they, they played, they struggled a little bit against Miami, obviously, but, you know, they had some injuries, but that's all part of Miami's path to the NBA finals last year. Um, anyway, the thing with New York is they were sixth in adjusted net rating over the course of the entire season. They were fourth 
in adjusted offensive rating over the course of the whole season. Um, I think that having another year of Brunson, another year of Randall, uh, another year of RJ Barrett, who, you know, like RJ has like his issues, um, played pretty well in FIBA, um, has played pretty well in the po- in the preseason for the Knicks. But I think that the number is just off when we're looking at the East, especially because you have such top heavy favorites in Boston and Milwaukee. And like Jim kind of alluded to, you know, I don't wish any injury on either of those teams, but there is the, there is always the chance where, you know, maybe they struggle to gel. Um, they Maybe there is an injury. Maybe that they, you know, the things just don't really pan out the way that they're supposed to for them. And they wind up in either the one and the four or the two and the three in the East, and they have to play each other in the second round of the playoffs. So then you only have to go through one of them. Um, I think that having a 20 to one ticket on a team that I know will try throughout the entire regular season um, that has a lot of depth could handle and deal with an injury. I think fairly well based on the way the roster is constructed. Um, I, I, and, and look, like I think that their offense was legit last year, just especially because of the regular season um, and teams play things differently. So I think having stronger seating in the East and if you're, in the top four, maybe being able to avoid a second round matchup with one of those teams, uh, either Boston or Milwaukee, maybe they have to play each other. I think that's important for the Knicks. And I think at 20 to one, I'll bite because they also have a lot of assets to potentially make an in-season trade that could completely shake up the team. So I think that that's another factor and another reason why you can take New York here because they're one of the few teams that has a plethora of assets to make a move and make a big splash before for the trade deadline. So I have a uh, I have I have three futures, title futures from the summer and two of them aged uh like absolute milk. Um one <laughs> of them is the Philadelphia 76ers uh, at 14 to 1 because I was like they're not not in the Dame conversation. I somehow managed to bet there was like three su- serious suitors for for Damian Lillard. Um Toronto I don't think was a serious suitor. Um but they were Miami, it was Philadelphia and it was um Milwaukee. And I somehow bet two of the three and did not bet the team that actually got Damian Lillard. So uh, I bet the Heat at 12 to 1. Now, those are the bad bets. But the good one that I bet was the New York Knicks. I bet at 50 to 1 to win the NBA title. Uh, And this is basically, we talk about how much is going to shorten. There was already reports this week about how they're, quote, monitoring the Carl Anthony Towns situation. If we're all wrong on the Wolves, and by the way, check out the Long Shots episode for more on Joe with the Wolves. <laughs> um, if we're wrong on the Wolves and the Wolves are not good and this thing goes sideways and there's tension in the locker room, Cat's losing that battle and he's going out. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but Cat's a CAA guy. Um, another CAA gentleman, a man named Joel Embiid. And my understanding of the situation from people around the league, this is I have not spoken with anyone in the New York office. Okay, I'm not repped by CAA. Um, my understanding is that they have they have decided against other deals, and even being willing to talk about other star trades because they're saving their chips, keeping the powder dry, quote unquote for a move of Joel Embiid's magnitude. Now, maybe Embiid says, no, I'm going to go ahead and stick it out here in Philadelphia. I don't want to have the hit to my reputation of leaving. Um, if that's the case and Towns comes available, maybe it's Towns, right? Because like Towns and Brunson's a really good combo. Either way, a, a trade, a consolidation trade for either of those two players 
And this number is not going to be 50 to one. It might only be 40 to one or 30 to one or 12 to one or whatever, but I think it could get really good. I'm with you on how good they are. So I think that's a really good, that's a really good best bet. And what I think is a pretty tough market, but that's kind of where we're going. By the way, Jim, if, the reason I went to nine to one is it's 10% implied. That was the uh, rough estimate that I got to is, uh, I think you should <laughs> like be betting it. things. I, I, I think if, if you have a bet that you think is better than 10%, that is under 10% implied, then you should go for it. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's Joe Delera. You can find him in on Twitter and in the Action Network app at Joe Delera. And Jim Turvey, you can find him in the app and on Twitter at Turvey Bets. Buckets is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, join me now is AC, the analytics capper, Albert Wynn. Albert, you got a conference or a title future? What do you like here? So nobody's talking about this team. They've been ravaged by injuries the last few seasons. I know the hype is around Denver, justifiably so. They have the best player on the planet. They just won. Uh, The hype is around Milwaukee. They just traded for a top point guard, one of the best scorers we've ever had in Lillard. There's hype around the Celtics, Tatum and Jalen Brown taking that next step. Give me the Los Angeles Clippers to win the West at plus 1,000. This is when nobody's expecting them to stay healthy. Nobody's expecting them to, uh, you know, to mesh as a team. But I think we saw in game one with a healthy Kawhi and a healthy Paul George against those Phoenix Suns, they more than, than held their own. And from a narrative standpoint, Matt, they are opening a new arena soon. So it's actually kind of perfect. Love it. It's a really good, like, leads, like they win the title. They open the new building with a banner oh that's a great narrative love that i can't hate on that pick at all that's albert with the analytics capper you can follow him on twitter at analytics capper finally we got brian fonseca and he's got two teams that he really likes for this bet uh then we're gonna i'm gonna try and talk him into something here real quick Uh, brian what are your thoughts on conference or title futures for this upcoming season while i do think the league is sort of wide open i I just have a hard time with going elsewhere like i'm trying to talk myself into a a dark horse team right which would typically be is miami gonna break through is this gonna be the year that the clippers finally put it all together is it is it memphis's year who a, a lot of smart people seem to be high on going into the season but i have a hard time betting on anybody else for the title other than milwaukee or boston in the east i lean milwaukee a little bit more than boston i have questions about the porzingis fit um, and I, I love Damian Lillard and Giannis as a duo. And then obviously the Nuggets, I, I don't know who beats Denver and Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, who's one of the best playoff performers in the league at this point. Um, and just betting on the best player in the world seems safe. And Nikola Jokic is that definitively. And he has an amazing co-star who I think should be a first time all-star this year, Jamal Murray, if he has a big year. So I have a hard time going in another direction other than any of those three for the title, particularly the Bucks or Nuggets. So you're getting a pretty good number here on finals matchup is what I'm going to try and sway you on. It's nine to one. Brandon hates these bets, by the way. Hates these bets. Um, <laughs> and I, I've talked a lot on here about how you shouldn't, you know, you can wait before the playoffs and then get a very good number on title futures. 
and you can do the same with this conference finals matchup. But one thing I do kind of like is if you put a bet in on Nuggets Bucks, you're kind of locked into this number at the longest that they're going to be on each of them. And that allows you to bet bet throughout the season on different teams. If you're a portfolio better like me, where you're building up a position on title odds throughout the season, starting here is probably a really good place. Um, now, look again, it's like, is this, is the hold on this good? Is the number on this good? Can you take count? Can you take bucks nuggets at the start of the, of the, the playoffs and get a better number? No, like maybe you won't feel good about it then though. Here's the thing. If this number is worse at the beginning of the playoffs, it's probably because these teams haven't have underperformed and you're going to have question marks about them. And you'll be like, I don't know if I want to bet both of these. You might just bet whatever team is lower, right? If the, if the nuggets have had injuries and whatever, and they're just kind of kind of floating there in the third team kind of range, which is where I have them. I think they will be a great bet then. But if you bet them now, to make the finals with the Bucks, you're getting Giannis and Jokic. You're getting the what I have is the best and the third best because I have Steph second. The best and the third best players in the world against each other in the finals. That's a pretty that's a pretty good bet. You have the defending champion from 2023 versus the team that won it in 2021, and then in 2022 probably repeats if Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt. So. All of these things kind of combined, like this is a pretty good value at nine to one, even with the amount of time that this is going to take. Like you're you're talking about bet for next June, which I totally get if you're a night to night better. You don't want to tie up your money. But if you're somebody like me that likes betting futures throughout the, the course of the season, I think that this one probably has a lot of value. I like this one a little bit better than Celtics. I think there will be better points to like, we know there will be better points to bet at these teams. Jamal Murray gets hurt and misses yeah. a month with an ankle injury. And guess what? Those numbers are going to drop and you're going to, and we'll be on buckets on, on these, our futures programs being like, you should bet the nuggets right now. Um, Dame is yep. like, Oh, Dame's, you know, got, he's having back problems and he's going to miss two and a half weeks or two, you know, more than that. Like he misses a month. The, the numbers will drop. You will have other opportunities, but that doesn't mean this is the only time you have to bet it. But if you really are like, I believe in the Bucks, even honestly at this point, even if you're just like, I believe that the Bucks are on the same level with the Celtics, if that's where you get to, I think that this number probably has value because the Celtics are slight, are tied with the, with the the Bucks at plus 180 in some points in the market. Some places the Celtics are ahead. So on average, you're getting really good value here. I think there's probably a little bit of, of value in putting in um, just combining these and putting it that way. And then you can work off of it as the season progresses. I guess my question is beyond that, who's the sort of party crasher here, right? Like if it's, if we're looking at it now and we're, we're looking at, okay, we do bucks versus nuggets, exact matchup nine to one, but who is the team? Because you have a lot of interesting teams that are plus a thousand plus 1500 plus 2000 plus 1100, 1200, whatever. Who is the team outside of, to me, the easy top three, at least on paper, Milwaukee, Boston, Denver, not necessarily in that order, that can sort of crash the party and be like, hey, they're going to be the ones who you should bet on now, at least as a buy low sort of long shot option to be the team maybe in the West or maybe in the East that ends up going to the finals instead. Well... You can check out our long shots episode if you want some more of those names, Brian. We have a lot. Joe Joe Delera in particular. 
has has quite the shot uh, to take on that. Um, is, did he I think just take the Knicks? Meant, it, it is not. Well, okay. actually, it was one of them was the Knicks, uh, <laughs> but not, not not both of them. So I, I think if we look at the long, the the thing about it is this is what's always funny is like who's the dark horse? It's like you don't know. It's very rarely the team that we identify as like, oh, this team could be, you know, um, like people that are yeah, talking about. It's, usually, it's, it's like, usually Miami and nobody expects it except me. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I liked them in 2022. Again, I, I keep going back to this where it's like, I don't think people thought that Miami sucked until last year when they were a team with a negative point differential that lost in the play in tournament game and almost were eliminated. Like, I don't know that Miami is this. I, but I will say this: I don't mind if you bet if you bet Miami right now. You know, just being like, "Look, they're the new they're the new Detroit Pistons. They're going to be in the conference finals every year, and they're going to have a chance to go to the finals. Like that's who they're going to be. They've been in the conference finals three out of four years. The one year they didn't was the 2021 after the bubble, when everybody right. that made that was wrecked. Like right. maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it's just it's, like they're the new De- they're the new Detroit Pistons who won one title, right. and they haven't won one yet. So I, I don't I don't think there's it's bad value based off of the history of it. it. I think we can honestly get too much in the weeds of, uh, of like roster analysis and like, this guy's good and this guy's not good. And then you get to the end of it and you're like, yeah, they were better than expected. Cause it's fucking Miami and they figure shit out. Like Bet- betting on them to me, position. betting on them to me is kind of like betting on the Steelers in football mm-hmm. or the St. Louis Cardinals yeah. in baseball. Like it's just, I, I don't now I, I don't think I'm going to do it uh, right now. Because I just I, I don't know if I particularly see it, but look, they have the most playoff wins in the last four years, thirty eight or whatever it is, and most playoff series wins, and the only two the only team to reach multiple finals in the last four years, like all that since Jimmy Butler got there. So if if it's like if I'm if I'm looking at another team that's not one of the favorites, that's one I'd be looking at, and I know some people are high on Memphis because they think Marcus Smart is going to fill that that void. Uh, until John Morant gets there, and then John Morant gets there, and then it's it's like okay, it's on. Um, I don't know if I see them getting as far as we're talking about, but if Memphis is that team, this is probably the year that they should make that leap to being yeah. a real full fledged contender. Yeah. And also, by the way, they're a team that I think could make a move mid season, as is Miami, as would be the Knicks. Though I, I don't think I'd bet them in this category in particular, but you get where I'm going. Like I'm also yeah. looking at teams who can make this mid-season move. And obviously you want to get out there ahead of that because then a number is going to shorten after the trade deadline if they were to do something. That's Brian Fonseca. You can catch him on the Action Network in both our fights coverage and in the NBA section. My thanks to David Payne, our producer. My thanks to Hutton Jackson and the video crew for putting this up on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash the Action Network for more. We'll see you guys again next week on Monday. Guess what? We will have best bets for NBA opening night. Make sure to tune in for that. We'll see you guys again next time. Till then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.